Welcome back to the Prepared Mindset podcast. And Josh is in this week. We're talking in the HTA Range Day event. We're getting into all all the the I don't want to say dirty details because we didn't really <laughs> we didn't do anything bad when we were out there. Uh, it's pretty good time though. Yeah. Um, good trip. You guys have heard a ton about it so far. This is just the first time we were able to sit down and uh, I guess debrief, really kind of unpackage uh, everything that that happened and uh you know share it with you guys i know there's a lot of you listening that probably wanted to make it to the event maybe couldn't or weren't aware of it until after the fact i know i talked to at least a couple people who were actually one was in michigan who came out for the apex class the day after we were all there for hta and had no idea he had no idea there was the the actual charity event uh, for you know friday night saturday and sunday leading into the apex class they took on monday out there at ben franklin so damn yeah it's kind of a long drive from michigan to to pennsylvania for a one-day course you know yeah for one day i don't know it it would have to be a really specialized course maybe a long range or a night vision class something a little out of the ordinary that i would travel that far for yeah in a pov like a personal vehicle it wouldn't be as it'd be quicker yeah it's a big old rv it's still you know but i'd have to spend the night out there yeah getting you know civilian access to a shoot house isn't the not the easiest proposition, so I guess you know it might be worth the five-hour drive or whatever. Right, it would work out to be. But regardless, uh, it was a really cool time. We're gonna get into everything that we did and talk about. Um, <clears throat> I took the Orion Training Group Introduction to Flexible Search course for a day and a half. And what was your guys's class called? Small Unit Maneuver. So that's that, that's Blake's uh, Small Unit Tactics Introduction class. I think it's a three-day course. Normally, they condense it down to two. Yeah. So so that was with Blake Flannery and yep. Alex Manor. Yep. Both gentlemen who have been on this podcast. And actually, I can say both my instructors are on the pod now, too, because we had Joe on last week. Uh, it was uh, Jared Arsenault and Joe uh, Pistoni were the instructors for, for my class. Uh, so we're going to get on into it. Uh, before we jump in, you know, you guys, we are blessed to have uh, some really, really strong support here. Uh, if you guys are a Patreon patron, Thank you so much for everything you guys do. Uh, head on over to patreon.com. You guys can check out. We have exclusive videos. We've got drills, targets, blog posts, all kinds of stuff. And it's just one more way you guys can support everything that we're doing. Uh, it's patreon.com forward slash prepared underscore mindset underscore pod. Uh, every little bit really does. It, it, it paid to, for at least part of the trip for us to make it out to uh, the HTA event and uh, all of that goes towards you know the projects that we're working on here to bring you guys better content, better information. And actually, speaking of that, this is something I, I had like made a mental note, which I clearly just <laughs> forgot until right now, <laughs> to, to make special mention to everybody is that we are now um, sharing our episodes on YouTube. So uh, part of that is due to that being a necessary step for us that I have just been very reluctant to take starting a YouTube channel. So maybe seeing some video content in the near future there. Um, But also because mid-2024, Google Podcasts, which I know there's several of you guys listening there, Google Podcasts is going bye-bye. So, yeah. It's completely news to me. I logged on, like, last week, and there's, like, a big old bar, like, hey, you can read the the newsletter here. (laughs) I know. It's great when they just, like, drop that shit on you, and you're like, oh, cool, thank you so much for letting me know. It's good stuff. Yeah. Spotify's my been my go-to for years. Yeah, but a lot of people. It's our it's our all four platform. of you uh, Google listeners. Uh, my heart goes out to you. 
It's what? I said all four of you Google uh, listeners, uh, my heart goes out to you. Oh, no, there's there's more than that. Yeah? There, there is more than that. There's like, not like a lot more than that, but there's more than that. Um, but, yeah, so you guys can, if you are listening, head on over to YouTube. You can find our channel. It's just The Prepared Mindset. And uh, if you guys want to give us a subscribe, a follow, you want to check out some of the episodes there, maybe it's a little bit easier for you to listen on your phone or on your desktop while you're working, whatever have you, that all goes towards supporting us and, and, and helping us. And maybe it's more accessible for you if you guys do, you know, your podcasting through the YouTube platform, then maybe throw us in your playlist. We appreciate all the support. But a huge thank you. We have uh, a handful of partners in the space that make everything we're doing here possible by supporting us uh, and have to say thank you to them. First up, huge, huge thank you to Custom Night Vision. Guys, you can check out their website. It's customnightvision.com. If you never heard of them, maybe you heard of Kosher Surplus, right? Everybody used to go to them for ammo back in the day. And now they are a night vision company. They are one of the leading companies, in fact, uh, that that does the sale of Steiner laser units. Um, I believe I heard online somebody said that they like bought up a lot of the, uh, was it 9007 units that everybody was kind of questing after for a bit there. So you might be able to catch some of those in stock. But they are, at any rate, your one-stop shop for all things night vision. So if you're looking to upgrade, maybe get out of your green phosphor uh, into a white phosphor unit, you know, monocular, binocular, they have all of those options and everything that you see on the site, you guys, that is 100% guaranteed to be in stock. So whether you're looking to get into one of the Nocturne Tonto housings, that's your first step into a monocular and then down the line, your plan, if you even have a plan, right, is to get a second one. And then you can take their die show bridge and form, I, I essentially, I think it's katanas. They have all of that stuff in stock. If you're looking for a PBS 14, again, green phosphor, white phosphor, L3, Elbit, uh, you know, whatever you guys need, they have that stuff available and mounts and helmets. You can get the whole package from custom and ship straight direct to your door, put it together like Legos and ready to rock and roll, go play in the dark with your friends. Uh, if you're looking for something a little bit more robust, a little bit, uh, bougier i think that's the word the kids use these days right bougie uh based based yeah a little more based <laughs> so you can check out some uh, binocular housings like rnvgs dtnvs's or the 1431 mark twos like what i'm rocking tons of options in stock they got helmets from team wendy and ops core those are both ballistic and bump and guys the pricing you're going to find on this stuff is second to none i wish i had known about custom when i ordered my first unit i would have saved myself a bunch of grief and probably a little bit of money customnightvision.com huge shout out to those guys thank you as well to hrt tactical gear guys josh and i were just checking out the arc belt that they sent out to me and very surprised at how lightweight yet how rigid the belt is I honestly haven't gotten a lot of time with it yet, but it seems just as well made as everything else that they've sent out to me. I've been running their LBAC carrier. We have uh, a couple of our buddies that are running their A-Track and their Rack. Outstanding products with great, great craftsmanship. If you guys are looking for a new carrier or maybe you're just looking to get into your first carrier and armor setup, you can head on over to hrttacticalgear.com. They have all of that and more in stock. They also just stocked all of their light bodies and light heads. So if you guys are looking to upgrade your Arasaka setup or maybe get your first real high-powered weapon light, they have Arasaka bodies. They have their own weapon light heads. All of that stuff in stock, on the site, ready to go. Check it all out. Again, that's hrttacticalgear.com. Thank you to 100 Concepts. Guys, 100 Concepts is 
they're the shit. I don't know what else to say, man. I love everything these guys are doing. Uh, they just released their shock collars. We both got those on our uh, on our lights on our blasters pretty quickly. Uh, I wasted no time in uh, in grabbing up some of those. The guys are always working on new developments, new ideas, new ways to enhance your capabilities and make sure that well prepared citizens are as effective as they can be out in the field. Head on over to 100concepts.com. You guys, you can check out their scope caps, the light caps. They did just drop their pro caps uh, about a month ago now, I think it is. Time flies. It's already been a month. And they did restock their entire hex cap lineup. I did get that notification. So, guys, whatever you're looking for, anti-reflective devices, light caps, scrim, they have chem light kits, uh, key silencers, all kinds of really, really cool stuff at prices that, honestly, anybody can afford to get into. 100concepts.com. And if they don't have what you're looking for in stock, they're even on T-Rex Arms website. They're on Big Tech's Ordnance. You can catch them there as well. Check them out today. Pick up some new gear. And last but not least, thank you to our friends over at LARP Labs. Guys, head to LARPLabs.com and you can use discount code PREPAREDMINDSET to save 10% off their 3M vinyl wraps for your lights, your lasers, your optics, your handheld lights, whatever you need. This is super durable 3M vinyl. Guys, it's used on competitive rock crawlers, on outdoor vehicles. It's got a three-year outdoor shelf life, so built to withstand the elements it's not going to peel. It's not going to have some kind of goopy, sticky residue kind of creeping out from the edges and you get, you know, picking pocket lint off it and everything from now until eternity when it finally comes off. This stuff is very tough, very durable, yet somehow, I don't know the science behind it, very easy to apply to all of your lights and your optics. And if you're somebody who's worried about voiding a warranty, you don't want to spray paint, you don't want to do any of that other good stuff, check out LARPLabs.com today and pick you up some. All right, <clears throat> so getting into uh, our trip, uh, when, when do we start planning this? Like, let's go back that far. Like, I think uh, we, I think we, dude, it was not as long as we probably should have. Yeah, we kind of. It was like two months. Yeah, I think. Well, it was enough time. I, I, I mean, we probably the way we planned, we probably should have had more time. Re- I found out like the day before registration, so whenever that was. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Oh, I thought I threw it out in our group chat. I thought like everybody was like aware and was like, all no, it was it. very, cause registration, they didn't really announce. I think it kind of came out of nowhere. I could be wrong about that. I don't want to talk trash. Yeah. Um, but to me it was like, oh, let's do this message. My buddy about taking the small unit class. And, uh, the next day I was like, <laughs> I think when I, when I told John, I was like, Hey, there's this class in Pennsylvania. We could totally take a trip down there. Yeah. By the way, registration is tomorrow at noon. Yeah. Um, Type, type deal. So that was a couple months before the event, I think. Yeah, it, uh, at least a month before. Yeah, it was um, in the summer. I think it may have been maybe in July is when we uh, yeah, like, started looking at it. All I remember is when – I do remember when they announced registration was open, I was like, I knew I wanted to sign up for Jared's right. uh, flexible search course. And you guys threw out in the group chat, you're like, hey, sign up's live. Make sure you guys grab it. I was – I was literally walking. I think out it was the, at 4 p.m. because it was. Yeah. I had just gotten home from work. Because I, I was walking out the door of Kohl's because yeah. I was doing an Amazon return. I don't even remember what the hell I was returning. Yeah. But I remember, like, can somebody throw my shit? <laughs> yeah, I, I ordered for you. Yeah, That's right. I, I had to do it. I did it in Instagram. They did an Instagram link from their link tree, but my dumbass didn't open it in in another browser. So I was trying to do 
Inst- like the the way that the website went on Instagram's like online browser was just a nightmare. I had to like type everything in manually. Didn't have all yeah. my stuff saved from Google, so <laughs> I was like stressed out trying to get. I got my slot for Blake's class, and then you messaged that. I was like, "Oh God, send me your address." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it, it well because I think some of those two day courses were yeah. like high demand. Like Blake's class went fast. So did it OTGs. Was, I think it was inside of the first hour. They put it in their story. It was a funny meme of. Of like they they took a picture of Blake all happy and made him really big next to Jared and it said Blake's face right now and his class sells out the fastest for HTA or something like that. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny. No, I mean uh, there was a couple of classes there that that they ended up selling out entirely. I don't know. Some of them obviously were were faster than others, right. but uh, what were the two day classes? I know both of ours were two day and I wasn't there one any... of the long range ones. I think was two day. I think that wasn't the discrete surveillance one a two day course too. I don't remember with the the dude from Gray Fighter. I think so. Anyways, there were a couple of options. If you guys aren't aware, there was a lot of options. Yeah, if you weren't aware of how they set this up, it's actually a really cool concept, which is kind of what hooked us to go. Um, it's two hundred dollars a person. Yep. Which for two days of training is like nothing. You pay that for like a five hour rifle class, right? So they basically gave you a handful of options. You could do what we did um, with a two day course. You could do three four-hour courses. So you did like a morning, an afternoon, and then a Sunday morning, uh, which one of our buddies, Steve, that came with us, he did that. Or I think there was one class that was an eight-hour, and then you could pick a handful from the four-hour ones on Sunday. So basically, and that doesn't that doesn't change price. No. You know, so... And like, the two classes that you and I took are roughly 600-ish for the full experience. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you get more than half, I'd say, of uh, what what they cover with the same instructors it's it's a smoking deal for for what it is on top of all the socializing and networking that was probably that was probably i'll say was the coolest part for me was i mean the class was very cool i shouldn't say that but one of the coolest parts was being able to just meet some and it's not like i walked in and i was like i had a list of instagram handles and like these are all the guys i'm gonna go find (laughs) i can't wait and in fact the guys who i had talked to on instagram that i was like dude let's connect I did not get to connect with a single one of them because there was so much going on all weekend. Yep. Uh, we did not get to connect. Like, uh, Caleb, uh, dude, I, I, we talked about getting together, and then it just never happened. Um, but I had actually had a lot of these guys on the podcast. Like Blake had been on twice. Alex had been on prior to this event. I had Jared Arsenault from uh, Orion Training Group. I've had him on Chance Cooper, who ran the Night yep. Vision demo. I've had Chance on twice. I talk to Chance all the time. He's a great dude. He's a good dude. I had never met him uh, in person until that event. <clears throat> so he even saw you in the dark too, and he knew it was you. Uh, I think he heard the the asshole come through and my tone of <laughs> he voice. Heard your and voice. Just, he said, "Hey, buddy." <laughs> yeah, he, he knew exactly. He knew exactly uh, who I was. I think I said something smarmy or something, something shitty to him, and and he figured out who the fuck just said that, and uh, and then he figured out it was me. So. Uh, it was really cool. So yeah, we we got registered probably at beginning of August, like end of July, something. I feel something like, like that, that was yeah. it. I feel like it was something like that. Um, and then we we kind of put our plan together. Now we were we were chatting a little bit before we started recording about this, and we decided we was like we need to stop. We're gonna save this all. We're gonna save this whole discussion. <laughs> the, the last episode that I was here for, we talked for about thirty minutes before hitting record. So yeah. We're gonna get. We just get going. And we're gonna then, get all the raw. Like, damn it! Content. We should have recorded that. Yeah, we're gonna get all the raw content on here for you guys. Um, <laughs> so we actually we planned and we we were like, hey, we'll 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 do an RV. I think we did briefly look at like there was a campground about half an hour away that had some very small cabins that it wouldn't. We at least we didn't think 
where it was going to make sense to do those or something. So we opted towards renting an RV. We're like, this, yeah. this shouldn't be too bad. We looked at what our budget was and like, yeah, this, this will be fine. Um, the RV. <laughs> uh, we So I will say we were not the only people there that took an RV. I think we were like one of five. I said there was like four or five, you know. Um, it was very interesting because the first night we got there, it was like, it wasn't super late, but because we're later in the year, it was getting dark. It was dork. It was very dark. And plus the, the, the tree Pennsylvania canopy, canopy tree yeah. hills dealio was not prepared for. It was dark out there. We struggled that like that <laughs> single lane road going down and then the switchback going down in the camping area was very scary that late at night. And, uh, there's no cell service down where they like deemed the, the campground. Yep. So like no Wi-Fi. like everybody's out there with like headlamps. There's our not, dumbasses like, didn't think to let our wives know that we were like 40 minutes out, yeah. nothing. So nobody had contact with their spouses. Like, okay, we're all going to just two days of not hearing. Yeah. From we're us. just going to not fucking think about this. And John's first time with us. So like his wife didn't know any of us. Oh yeah, so, she like, probably that would thought have, the worst. Probably would have had it. not would have not been a good time coming home. But uh, thankfully, John and I went on a little leaders recon under nods. We did like a thirty minute walk up the hill that we had to drive down, and uh, about halfway up, we hit a bar. My phone buzzed, and I was like, "Stop!" And then we went we up to signal. the nearest little hill and held our phones up in the air and was able. I got all of the the spouses' phone numbers and sent out texts and yeah. called and squared everybody away. Now, I will say. Because you guys, you guys talked about it that night. Um, the one of the two gentlemen, I won't say the gentleman because I know there's more than one guy that runs this. Uh, but Dylan, who was my contact that let me basically made me aware of this event and everything. Dylan Ruth, you, or Ruthless Actual, whatever on Instagram. However, you guys know him. Uh, he was cruising around all night. He had like he borrowed somebody's uh, dual tubes and uh-huh. was like f- yeah. zipping around on a, a, a four wheeler. Yeah, yeah, like just doing event organizer yeah he went things. by us while we were walking up the hill yeah, yeah. he's like pulled like real, real quick stops like, what are you guys doing i was like trying to find cell service he said good luck and then drove away i mean shout out he was he was busy pretty pretty much all week oh, yeah, i he know didn't. i asked him at one point like you taking any classes he's like absolutely not i am putting out fire after fire i was like roger that i get it i know he was <laughs> popping around into some classes yeah. like to just like he observe popped in and out and, of blake's class a few times yeah he was over at the orion class probably three or four times throughout both days maybe three times um because i know i talked to him twice the first time he actually so he actually stood right next to me and told me he liked my bucky's patch yep and uh decided to give tyler from overboard um shit about not liking bucky's did not realize it was me it was like two and a half hours later when we were in an entirely different part of the shoot house and he came back and goes, Oh shit, Austin. Hey man. And I was like, yeah, dude, we just had a conversation like two hours ago. Um, you're not Brad Pitt. Calm <clears throat> down. He, he, he did a good job. I thought the event went and I don't know the particulars cause I'm not privy to the behind the scenes, but I, yeah, I would that, not have had fun trying to organize that. I give them all the props to bring that all together. However long I'm sure they were planning that for a long time. Well, this is their first, this, so this was their first year at Ben Franklin. They had uh, same thing. So, if we haven't said it, I don't think we have. The this was a charity event to yep. support human trafficking awareness. That's why the event was called HTA, the Deliver Fund Range Day. Yep, all the yep. proceeds going directly to Deliver Fund. And actually, they sent out. I think it was earlier this week or late last week. They sent out like a survey to get everybody's input. And I think the rough number that they gave out, they were able to raise over fifteen thousand dollars, nice. which is sick. Yeah, um, really, really really outstanding cause uh and certainly i think it just makes the money that you spend for this like hey you were getting a good deal all you know shout out to all the instructors they donate all their time 
but knowing that all the money that you spend there, it, you know, the raffle prizes, the, 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 the charge for staying on, on site and everything, like all that money goes straight to charity. Yep. So, um, I, th- I believe Justin from Archangel Med, um, was, was the other gentleman. And I apologize if I get that wrong. I believe that was, that was it. Um, but they did an outstanding job. Yep. Super, super cool event. Um, so at any rate, uh, we, we decided we are going to rent an RV uh, we found one that fit our budget. It was like a 2021 or something, right? And like less than 7,000 miles. We're like, dude, sick. We're going to be rolling in there. We're going to be living like kings. This is going to be great. <laughs> um, if you guys cannot tell from how this is being phrased, that's not that's not exactly <laughs> how things went. Um, so you and Steve, right, you guys went and picked up the RV uh, Friday morning. Yep. And you had to meet the, uh, the owner. <laughs> or, yeah, he went. It was some Airbnb type rv service yeah um nice lady just uh out in the middle of nowhere a little eccentric rural michigan i was like where did you find this place <laughs> yeah um but yeah yeah i, I mean is she <laughs> uh, from everything you guys told us she, she was a nice lady she i don't want to sound mean she just like she liked to talk yeah, I, no, I mean, she loved to talk. Yeah, I learned about her. Her mom has dementia. Her daughter just got a farm, and the the grandma bought it, them the farm, but she signed the paperwork wrong. Now they're going to take the farm. I I learned way more about her uh, private life than I did about the issues that we were about to have with this RV. Yeah, um, which we didn't. Yeah, and those started pretty much like as soon as we got on the road. So you guys made it out. It was like an hour for you guys to get to where uh, to where I live. Yeah, John is forty five minutes past me, so he kind of rendezvoused we met at my place left his truck there for the trip um so pick up all pack up all of our crap in my house head on the road like bro trip everything's going good right we're super pumped josh is over here smashing bottles of water and eating (laughs) snack mix and everything like we're we're pumped we're ready to go yeah we were amped and then it's like it's like as the trip progressed so did the number of things that were going wrong yeah um we he wanted to cook a lamb leg the whole way there and then we yeah. found out just right out the gate like none of the electrical was working yeah which and, is and then the, the electric even, wouldn't run while the vehicle like the vehicle's running so the alternator's going yeah we had no electric now this would seem to maybe some people who have an rv like maybe that's standard i don't know but is it also standard for the radio in the dash to not work unless the electric is turned unless on unless the generator's turned on right yeah so basically uh, we, we spent like a good, probably two hours combined of that drive with the generator running yeah. to do things like charge cell phones, have the radio on. Um, it was very weird in that regard. Now, what made it even worse as we discovered, like we didn't, I don't think we really realized this not on our until, trip down. Not until we got comfy. Yeah. It wasn't until we got comfy down there. we sat there. on the couch without anything running and realized I have a headache. Yeah. Uh, the generator, which ran off propane, I believe, uh, was leaking fumes pretty badly yeah. in, into the into cabin. The cab, yeah. um, we all woke up on Saturday morning with just a horrendous headaches. I wonder if that's what just sparked my horrible allergies for the entire weekend. It really, it really could have. I, I mean, the change in uh, scenery with Pennsylvania. I don't know what is in the air over there, but I couldn't breathe out my nose at all on Saturday. Yeah, you were, dude, you were in rough shape. I sounded like a different person. I felt really bad for you because I know you were like, you tried like, we had Claritin, you had I took everything. You took everything. Yeah. 
like, I was if like, you have it, give it to me. I was me. like, do you want to try and you want to try and crush it and mainline it? And and like, if you have it, I'll take whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. You. I, I think I got a fever a little bit too because after lunch in Bra- in Blake's class, I looked around at the, at at John inside the classroom. I was like, is it warm in here? I was sweating and nobody else was. Yeah. They're like, no, it's kind of cold in here. So like, it's at, and speaking of cold, so we. <laughs> We all looked around the first night. So, okay, I will say, first night, it was cool when we kind of, at least the three of us, you, me, and John, decided to go for a little walk yep. and just, like, step out of the, the camper with nods on, and there's, like, somebody else who's just walking around casually, like, in This is the first place I've nods. ever been where I've, like, it's just so cool being surrounded by people that also have nods and even suppressors and body yeah. armor. Like, you're just all, everybody there, you're like-minded. It was really cool. But, yeah, instantly stood Stood, stepped outside, see some dude walking around with a PBS 14, and we IR flashed him and yep. met up. I don't even think we saw that guy for the rest of the trip. I don't think we did either. But we just hung out for about an hour out there just walking around. It was pretty cool. I mean, it nods. was pitch black. It was a good out amount there. of walking you've probably done under nods. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that event. Like, cumulatively, yeah, because we spent yeah. about an hour that first night and then probably two and a half hours yeah, we, the next yeah, we night. Yeah, we stayed out for a while yeah. the second night. Um, so we met him, got back to the RV, like, oh, we got to be up early, so we'll get in nice and early. And so keep in mind, like we said, there's we're down in a valley this first night. We did end up moving the RV, thank God, back up to the top of the camp uh, on launch the next day, or Steve did. So Next to all the other RV people yeah. that the staff told us not to Yeah, the to guy working the gate, I, he was in my CQB class, nice guy, but like he totally gave us, and he probably didn't know any better, but... He gave us bad information. We definitely didn't need to take that RV all the way down there. But we're down there. We don't have any Wi-Fi. So like most people, we are used to playing on our phones to fall asleep. That wasn't a thing. We decided we're going to open up all the windows because we're like, hey, you guys sleep cold? We're like, yeah, I like it cold when I sleep. It's like, cool. So we cracked the windows. Dude, by 2 a.m., it was like it had to have been below 50 degrees in that camper. It was so cold. I got up. Whatever the temp was, it was just such a drastic change from what yes. we were acclimated to <clears throat> that I was miserable. All I had was a whoopee. I was like, hey, it's it's basically still summer. We'll be fine. And I was very cold. It was miserable. That So I, remember I got up at like I was curled three, into a ball 3 or 3.30, and I closed the roof hatches, and I closed the side windows by where I was at. Um, so you, know, you guys at least got to sleep on beds. like. Yeah. However small they, you guys, those bunk beds were. Yeah, kind of I wasn't small. able to fully stretch my legs, but it wasn't what you had. Yeah, so I was. Uh, I took the couch, which like folded flat, kind of like a futon. Yeah. Um, but because I'm six three, uh, I was <laughs> laying like diagonally, corner to corner on this on this couch futon, yeah. with my feet hanging off on Steve's cooler. Yep. So the cooler plus couch equals Austin's bed, yep. and um, which actually. It wasn't. You the could worst have been sleeping thing. on the ground like everybody else. Yes. Everybody else just camped. So. Yeah. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people. Just did. about every. I mean, if we're we talking ended, about. But a lot of the guys in the CQB class ended up getting hotels. I was surprised. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't want to deal with a hotel just because, like, um, you know, like the gentleman from Dead Concepts. <laughs> Where did uh, get a hotel out there? He was. He got a hotel because I guess they waited. It was like 25 minutes away, but it was yeah. by a Walmart and stuff. But uh, it's not too bad. I was like, so how did you get in and out of the lobby, you know, with all your gear? He's like, you know, like, oh, you're just discreet about it. It's fine. Like, yeah. everyone probably figures it illegal. out. But, you know, yeah. it is. Anyway, um, I had a ton of trouble sleeping that first night. Like, a lot. I think I got two and a half hours of sleep. I didn't realize that for since, I pretty much since I've been married, my wife always sleeps with the fan on. Yeah. So like the white noise and everything, yep. it was dead 
Silent, oh, especially out there in the middle of the that, woods, there's nothing going there's on. Dead si- and on top of that, we were sealed inside the camper, right? So, like, complete silence could hear <laughs> could hear John under me, like, swallow us. <laughs> I think the second night, it might have been the first night, like, we were just, like, we just got the giggles, and it was some of the most fun. It, was, it felt like I was in Boy Scouts. Like, yeah. we were just the dumbest shit, whatever. Well, Somebody that's part would of the experience, laughing. too, is just, like, the yeah. stupid shit that happens yeah. on trips you like that. Grown, yeah. So minus the fact that, you know, I guess the worst part was like, I, for whatever reason, I don't even remember drinking that much water, but I got up to pee like four times that night. And because the generator wasn't running, there was no light. So I'm like sitting there, like going to the bathroom, holding a flashlight in my mouth, like trying to make sure I can like, I can see to aim and everything. It was so miserable. And on top of that, another issue we had with this camper was, like the water tank came half filled and the lady was like, oh, you can't fill it all the way because it'll fall off. I'm like, how is that a thing? How can you not fill the full water tank? There's going to be some RV? seasoned RV people that are just going to like leave a negative review of how much Dude, how I, amateur th- we were. But it just drop some knowledge on me. Folks. Yeah, please. Like, yeah, please let us know if we were just if we're just super un- unprepared for how RV life works, because the camping area of this range was not like a, quote, campground. There's no electric and water hookups. It's really just. A wide it was open one field. of their long range fields, I think. Maybe is where they had everybody. I feel like it was like the known distance range. I think is what they said. I have no idea. So that's, they just had everybody parked down there, basically. Yeah. Um, it it was so the bathroom situation was weird, and because of limited water, we didn't want to. We didn't take a shower. We also didn't shit in there, so that was extremely. <laughs> she said it was overfilled when we put it back. What she said the the sewage was filled filled when we dropped it off. So it's a good thing none of us did more than we did. Yeah, we just peed a lot. We were crushing, we were crushing water bottles, and that was that was the other thing. I'll say this is slightly surprising. Um, we didn't we didn't drink at all. We didn't have a single beer all weekend. Okay, we did hit a flask from a friendly neighbor, but that's I don't like. Cons- we weren't as soon like, as we parked. He's like, "Here you go, bro. Hey, yeah. thanks." Shout out to that guy. Him and his buddy from Illinois. Yeah. Uh, I forget his name. I feel like an asshole, but he was a solid dude. There were so many names I learned and uh, that weekend. It. it but we weren't like crushing beers. It's not like no. we were, you know. I think once we moved, once we moved the RV to the the second location, we basically resigned ourselves to peeing outside unless we really had to. And I think yeah. uh, dude, the those, second location was right by the porter potty too, so which was convenient. Although ultimately, probably the worst part of the experience at the range was the lack of bathroom facilities. Uh, not not. I'm ideal. so used to. I'm so jaded to it from the military, dude. That was that's just me. It was rough. I've, had, I've been in some. Dudes were. I'd rather go to the bathroom in a hole than some of the porta potties yeah. I've had to go inside of in 115 were, degree were, weather in the desert. Dudes were lending each other, like guys that didn't smoke, were they were lending those guys cigarettes to like have while they went in the fucking shitter because <laughs> it was so bad. I mean, you're surrounding an event of like 200 plus dudes all on high protein diets using like the same handful of porta johns. Like it was, it was gnarly, dude. Like. But at, at I'm so well, jaded. I, I don't want to tell you the things that I've seen. No, it's, we probably shouldn't. Not on this. Imagine podcast. HTA in yeah. the desert. No, for no five weeks. Nope, and no. they don't get changed. No, no. Uh-uh. There you Oof. go. So uh, at any rate, <laughs> okay. So um, the morning, the first morning, Saturday, we we go up to go for registration and stuff, and we're like, we'll just walk up the, this gigantic hill, and I do mean gigantic. We'll just walk up this huge ass hill. Our dumbasses, and man. So you two, in your brilliance, like I was smart and signed up for CQB, so I just had my carrier on, no ammo because it was dry fire, and my rifle. 
you guys had like 65 pound rucks. I had I weighed everything before leaving. I had 75 pounds of gear on with the water. So you're carrying you and John are each carrying approximately 75-ish pounds of gear. I think we made it what 500 yards up this I wasn't keeping and track. We got about halfway. We, it was rough. And yeah. uh, we had a couple of cars pass us, just like look at us and laugh. And I was like, geez, thanks for we being We would have made it. It's not like we just gave up, but it would have not been fun making yeah, we it. We had nothing to prove. Leave. And we were just going to start our classes fucking sweaty and gross. So shout out to Josh, who I, I talked about uh, with Joe, uh, who was in my CQB class. He was a kind, kind soul. And uh, stopped and asked him on a ride, told us we looked like we were getting after it. He's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he would, he let us throw all of our gear in his truck and give us a ride up there, which is kind of how we started talking to him. Yeah. And then he gave really us cool that dude. um, the energy pouches, whatever. Uh, yeah, that was clutch. I forget what they were strike called. Strike force. Yeah, the lemon. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, that I shit. dropped one of those in the water bottle when I got to the top. Boom, ready to go. That shit kicked my ass. Yeah. That was good shit. I got to get some of that. <laughs> it's very concentrated, though. You gotta be it, careful when you mix mix it. I got some of it on the lid of my bottle. Yeah, I got that too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I, after I crushed my monster, I was like, uh, "This looks just like an additive." It was like the Propel pouches I bought. Idiot. Right? No, heart was gonna explode. That was, dude. Well, I needed it after not sleeping for two, but but for two and a half hours, basically, or two yeah. hours. Like I was in really rough shape. Yeah, and you had um, a long day ahead of you. Yes, it was a long day. It was awesome though. Um, registration, I thought went pretty went fine it just took a while we were like the, one of the first guys up there and the registration took a while. was so awesome because everybody was just hanging out at the top of the hill talking i saw so many so many gucci rifle builds guys were just like hey you want to see what i got here here's my lmt you want to look through this scope i got to look through a vortex gen 2 110 like i don't know like it's other dudes bcms like all geisley's just got the whole bunch of expensive shit oh we did a, a bunch of friendly dudes that were just like hey dude look at this you want to see that I'm like cool that's mine yeah, we we did a, a we did a lot of that uh, at the CQB at the shoot house. A lot of guys were just like you know gushing over each other's builds. Like, it's what we do, and it's it's weird though, right? Because it's like, oh, dude, that's such a sick build, and you you're see like, it in every... dude, yours is worth twice what mine is, but yeah. just because it's built differently and the aesthetic is different, maybe it just piques your yeah. <laughs> your attention. You're like, oh, we sick. Had the, the like the Gordon carb- carbines and the the retro guns. Those builds are unless you're trying to get like you know. Uh, attention on the clone correct yeah uh carry handle uppers but like now you can get them from psa and brownells like some of those uh polymer handguard builds aren't terribly expensive to make yeah no it's it's getting easier more accessible i mean i some like more expensive than my car builds like malls and oh dude i saw we had a guy in class who was running like a a full power pack with an rc suppressors yeah uh, we had a eotech my favorite build i saw was a ripcord 11.5, 11.5, uh, it was, my, my buddy thought it was a Geisley, but I saw the the lack of M-lock in the middle. Yep. That's a ripcord gun, ripcord and he had the ripcord rail, logo yeah. on his stock, B5 stock furniture. Geisley SSAEX triggered with a T2 on a uh, Unity mount with the magnifier yeah. and an RC2. Like, it was just perfect. Decked out, I think it had a mod light and a full power pack. So. Yeah. Well, I was like, I love you. This is <laughs> awesome. Say, like you, mu- you must have loved yeah. it because you remember it down to the detail. Yeah, I know Steve is really particular with how he gasses those guns, and it was interesting to me that uh, the guy had an adjustable bolt carrier in his. But whatever. Yeah, I mean, he, different strokes. I think it, I don't think it was. He, he was SWAT, but he said it was his personal gun. He they get issued their own stuff for duty, but that's what he. That was his baby. I was like, that's awesome, yeah. dude. And he actually used it. So 
I mean, it could also depend on what kind of ammo he's running or if he's doing something goofy. Like, well, that's an insurance thing too. The department one of, oh. and police stuff. If you if you use your guns on duty, they gotta take them. So no, I mean that's it too. Yeah. Uh, the instructors, at least in our class, were also very cool. And guys, like on breaks, wanted to like check out um, carriers or do when the night vision came out. Every, oh, everybody's, yeah. ooh, can I see? Yeah. Um, I forget what Jared has. He he had his out, and Joe took his out. Joe has some uh, low light industries twenty uh, ones with all bit tubes, and I actually got to hold those. Actually, very light, really light. Um, didn't realize though that they only run off a battery pack. So that's the downside to, you know, super lightweight, but you can't binocular with them be- because they're dependent on that cable. Mm. So, um, but the instructional staff was really cool. I I had, I was checking out guys' builds and everything. It wasn't even like super Gucci stuff. It was just sometimes it's like, hey, that looks really interesting. What is that? Yeah. And that's kind of the, the nerdy cool part of the whole experience is like the downtime talking with people and yeah. like seeing what kind of kit everybody's running and uh and all that stuff you know we learned i don't know it's just you get that that perspective and sometimes somebody will say something like hey why do i run my sling this way or why do i have why do i like this carrier over this Mm -hmm. other carrier and it'll be something so just minute you never thought of it you would never have thought of it but then it starts to make a weird sort of sense when you see it in application yeah it's interesting seeing the guys you the thought process of their gear or maybe where they are in their journey of setting up their kit. Cause yeah. you see guys that looked super squared away. Gear was dirty. looks like they train it. All the stuff they had was quality. Maybe not the most expensive, but maybe not the cheapest. Um, you saw dudes with really budget stuff um, that were still getting after it. And that were also asking questions. It's yeah. just cool having all that expensive stuff at your disposal and the variety um, of people and well, their and, their setups, and, and then I saw some dudes that had like the most expensive stuff that looked like it has never been touched, like almost yes. like they they bought it just because it was the most expensive. Which rock on, dude! Like if you got the money, yeah, then if you got the money, do it. Party. There's but a lot of stuff I saw that looked like it hadn't been used were, at all. Yeah, there were plenty of guys there I I saw as well that had some fairly I'll say like budget yeah range builds. But the cool thing too is if you're one a I didn't see any nobody there was ripping on anybody for not having no, absolutely this not, not having that. But it is also a really cool opportunity if you are one of those guys who has a more budget-oriented build and you're waiting to get your hands on some of that stuff. Like That was a really cool opportunity to look through an EOTech, to yeah. look through... Dude, one of the guys in our class, he didn't run this rifle. He just brought his rifle case. He had a Night Force. Like I've never seen or, or yeah. touched or played with a, with a Night Force attacker. Uh, so I know a lot of guys had a lot of questions yeah. for him about, you know, hey, can I, check your, can I check out your rifle and different suppressors and just all kinds of uh, grips and, and yeah. hand stops and, you know, oh, where do I find that? What company? Yeah. You know, it seems. You and I have been running the Viper Gen 2 1 to 6. Yep. Um, and it was cool being able to see the. The uh, Razor. The Razor, just to compare real quick. I was like, cool, that's lighter. It was the 34 millimeter, like the wider yeah, one. Yeah, it's a bigger tube, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it was nice. My biggest gripe with LPVOs is how narrow they can be. Yeah. And this, that, that wider field of view is cool. The adjustment knob was super smooth and kind of light to move. And then uh, it was just lighter to pick up. The glass was similar. You could tell it was a little better. Um, yeah. And then he had a crazy reticle in his. It was the first focal plane. Is that the one where it zooms in and it actually yeah. changes? Like is you know. And it sort of had the Christmas tree style reticle with all that information. So that was cool. Just like you said, being able getting to try out. To... Getting hands on to stuff that you maybe have thought about getting or looked at but never have actually seen huge 
And and then you get to make the connections. Obviously, you have the conversation with people personally and get to know them, right. like their use cases maybe or or whatever. Like I connected with some really solid guys in the CQB class that I really enjoyed spending time around, and and you kind of pick things up from each other uh, just through either discussion or observation. Um, like I've talked at length about the CQB stuff. What was your guys's uh, small unit class like? Just jumping right into it. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um... So I was going into it, I've obviously had a few years of, I wouldn't say I'm a master of small unit tactics by any means, but I've I've done quite a bit of stuff in that realm uh, with the military. And I wanted to completely go in and turn off the military in my brain as much as I could and just go in as a student to learn like I had never um, heard any of this stuff before. And I wanted to specifically uh, see, yeah. yeah, and specifically see how Blake translated that to a group of people like that a group of regular dudes um otg trains everybody which Mm -hmm. which is really cool they law enforcement military civilian they don't care um and it's something that i've thought about like you see a lot of military guys get out whatever high level or regular level of military guys and that's sort of on their resume as an instructor as i was this in the military and then they're shooting or they're they're teaching a shooting class like a pistol one or yeah. regular shooting class. Like, yeah. I feel like I don't have that much to offer. I mean, I, I can shoot. I love shooting. But I was brought up in the world of small unit tactics. So that's something that I might want to actually teach if I was g- going to teach something. Yeah. Um, anyways, all that to see, to see how, how Blake does it, um, how the Marine Corps background translates. Um, I actually ended up learning a lot of stuff that I didn't know that I didn't know. Um, just in the Marine Corps translation. And then also, it's just cool watching uh, regular people that are motivated and paid money to be there um, conducting small unit maneuver. Um, in the military, you have guys that sign up, and then they're after they get that basic training itch of like, this is so cool, I feel like I'm in a war movie, then they're every day at work going through the motions. You see the motivation drop a lot, especially on active duty. Yeah, it kind of uh, loses the shine a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it loses the shine. You're like, oh, God, we're going to the field again. Um, <laughs> I got to poop in a hole again. <laughs> yeah. um, everybody there paid to be there. So there was a, it was yeah. a, um, there was nobody really dragging ass. Everybody I looked around when we were doing dry runs outside, they were all dialed in and trying to focus on what the instructors were doing, hand arm signals, what does that mean, let me echo it back. Like everybody was 100% in the, in the game of, of training and learning which was really cool to see. Um, it was <laughs> going before we started, I was like, how much is he going to be teaching on the fly? Or are we going to do some classroom stuff? Cause in the military, it's a lot of classroom work before you even step outside yeah. and start doing yeah. it. And it, it was a lot of classroom time yep. the first day we made jokes. Yeah. That's there fine. were definitely jokes uh, yeah. right from the start. Like <laughs> when they were doing registration, they're like, all right, all you Blake guys are going to die of death from PowerPoint. Death by PowerPoint. Yeah. Um, it's a, the, the old military adage, like, there's a power PowerPoint presentation <laughs> yeah. for that. Yeah. Um, but as an instructor, I think Blake did a great job. Alex kind of, uh, they, they level each other out because Blake is pretty serious and to the point and he's very articulate and precise on what he's trying to teach. And then Alex kind of has the humor that he's behind him just making faces. And, but he's still like, Alex really shined when he was in the field, actually teaching guys mm-hmm. stuff. Like he was yelling, like, when they were talking about um, communication, uh, breaking contact, um, the peel, peeling right, peel left, uh, is something new that I've never done. 
um, just another method of breaking contact sideways yeah, yeah. Um, or leaving sideways instead of just, we always did straight, straight forward and straight back in the middle, in the army. Like, well, and, and it's I'll, more of a safety rangeism thing. And I'll say that, that that's, that's not like an indictment of right or wrong. It's <clears throat> two separate teaching methods, yep. but it's also, I will say as somebody who's, who has taught and learned and, and like some people respond better to one way than more than the other. Like that's not me. I'm mm-hmm. not somebody who can just read something and then understand it, but I've dealt with those people. I'm kind of jealous. You can just read something and understand it contextually. Yep. But you know, I, it's kind of cool. You have like that dynamic between instructors in class and it finds that balance point where you get a benefit from both. Yep. Yep. So, uh, the PowerPoint, and everything it was really good information uh if i could give little little critiques or improve uh improves for the future of those classes is maybe make the powerpoints a little more a little more interactive he had some good pictures for the formations but my Mm. my learning style is much more visual so if you can give some videos or it'd be really cool if they could do some high production or at one of these events is record when they do the the real exercises to show, I don't know, drone footage or something. That well, would be, that'd be something really There were really quite cool. a few guys out there. That, I know Tacos Media, I think is his name on Instagram. He was out there taking pictures. They posted that yep. up, uh, last week. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, that was just one of the several people that's out there doing media and stuff during these events, which is, A, it's cool. It, it helps the instructors kind of build up their, I don't know, immediate portfolio you yep. know when they're trying to because people they have those same kinds of feelings when they're like what am i gonna learn in this class do you have some visual aids yep i'm sure stuff like that helps yeah so things that were different that i had never learned before some of his hand arm signals like for nonverbal communication yeah. were just completely different from what i'm used to um we have in the army we were taught like two ways of doing the same symbol for like daytime and nighttime so you ever yeah um, which daytime is usually a smaller single hand uh, symbol, and then nighttime you might use both arms outstretched, uh, just so that guys with night vision can see you easier. I was, and I was going to ask you, was there like was there the mention of hey we do this? There's always of there's night always vision. a why. Yeah, yeah, there's always a this is because you know. I mean it, it's it's doctrine all at first, and then your unit has SOPs that they dictate. This is how we do. This is how we stack up. This is how we clear a room like that every unit has their sops but the doctrine is um decades of fighting and dying of data like it was earned in blood of the way where these doctrines come to, come from and a lot of them are outdated i think i just heard on your your last over yeah with episode, Joe, it's about, it's about they're about 10 years. year gap yeah. which to me seems about right the the way they teach cqb right now sounds kind of like they learned it from iraq in the early yeah, 2000s I mean, uh, so when when I got into class, uh, we start. We only had about twenty minutes. It's yeah. probably longer than that. It's maybe an hour of like whiteboard time where we went over like yeah. the principles of CQB and your fundamentals and your your process of work. Um, <clears throat> and they tried to do it, and they, not even to try. They did do a good job of giving us that fundamental information up front. Yep. And and throughout the class would call back to it. Now, what do we do when we get here? And everyone, like, as we're, you know, doing the room exercises and people are like, you know, uh, yeah, like, okay, well, think back to your process of work. You know, you clear the threshold. What comes next? What comes next? What are we doing? And it starts to slowly sink in and you see the wheels start to turn in people's heads. And like, by the end of it, we're a lot better at, uh, thinking through these things. But some of the stuff that like we had learned, 
uh, on our own, you know, you, me, Randy, Steve, whatever, yep. uh, some of the stuff we had worked on almost immediately, they were like, they, I won't say dispelled that, but it's, it, it's a, a contradiction of concepts just because what they do now is more like search oriented yep. uh, or it felt that way. I could, I'm not, I don't want to misquote anybody, but it was more of like a slow search. Yep. which is usually safer safety being one of the things that they tried to really hammer into us about why we're doing this. It's to provide yep. not that you can be very safe in CQB, CQB but yep. you want to maintain that element as much as you can. Yeah. Yeah. The military method of CQB is, or at least the, the I've only done, you know, the, the grunt door kicker level of you're just going in to kill everything that moves <laughs> just about. There's no, yeah. there's no low ready unless you're around people or high rate, like there's no real, your weapons up. If, if there's nobody in front of you, you're ready to just pull the trigger. That's mm-hmm. why you hear a lot of the old timers say, my, oh, I always have my safety off when I'm in indoors. Like, you know, I gotta be fast, which to me is a little goofy, but anyways, uh, I agree with that. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> that just tells me that you're not competent on your, your high, your ready ups and all that. But you know, I can get pretty much just as fast if you're going to bring the optic up to your eye. You'll be able to flip her off safe. Whatever. Uh, yeah. It was cool. So whatever. I was talking about those hand arm signals. Two variations. Blake seemed to simplify it. I don't know if this is a Marine Corps thing or if he – I wanted to talk to him more. I wish I could add more time asking, like, how much of all of this curriculum is straight from Marine Corps doctrine and experience from you? Or have you modified quite a bit of it to yeah, – That's a good uh, – I, I kind of want to message him on Instagram and ask. I feel like he'd respond. You should. Um, he would. Uh, I know if he's, he's listening, it'd be guy. cool if he, he messaged me, but I doubt it. Uh, <laughs> he, he could message me. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Super, yeah. Uh, but how much of it did he kind of modify and simplify even to make it more palatable for a three-day class, a two-day class, and right. for civilians? Which is now, it's cool training just with the bros. I'm not tied down to the chain of command saying, you will do it this way. This is not changing SOP is do it this way. Like I can be like, well, what if we, instead of using two different hand signals, we just use the bigger one so that every time you see it, you know exactly what it is. And you don't have to think, Oh, is this the night version or the day version? Like they, he kind of defaulted to the big, what I would associate as Simplicity, nighttime yeah. hand arm signals all the time, which to me makes sense. And it's, it just is less stuff for the beginner mind to have to take in and memorize. It simplifies it all. Yeah. And it was really effective. I and saw I him sit down in two hours of class time, and then we were outside, and all those dudes picked it up that pretty might be much. Like an, that might be like an OTG thing, because uh, Jared and Joe were very much on that that uh, that train of thought, yeah. you know, with the – like. Uh, we're saying make it obvious yeah. and you do something that's going to make sense both in visible light as well as under night vision. Yeah. Like for us, it was doors. Hey, yeah. you could pump the rifle over your shoulder laterally, yeah. but that could look like you're fighting with your sling. What okay. could be easier is, uh, you know, do a muzzle dip. And that's something that is going to be a more identifiable, like you said, a very like obvious yep. uh, a signal of what's, what's yeah. trying to be communicated there. So that might be like that might be like how their hive mind operates. It's probably a good term for it. Hive mind. <laughs> yeah. How they they built their curriculum or their their core their yeah. core principles there. My my biggest takeaway from that um whole experience was how motivating it was to see regular people excited and receptive to like picking it up right away. Yeah. And it just it just made me smile 
watching regular people move together as a lethal unit is just super <laughs> badass to me. At one point, uh, they were doing, I think it was a linear danger area, so uh, moving across and con- uh, keeping security, and there's a little bit of a, uh, Alex called it the dance, or I can't remember if it was Blake, one of them, one of the, the squads did a perfect run just about, yeah. and it was like their second time trying it. And uh, I think it was Alex because he's like, God, I love this shit. It's so much better. It's so much cooler than CQB, <laughs> which the, it sounded like the CQB guys were talking shit to us too. Like there's just this little yeah, – they, they go hand in hand. I even would count at least base level CQB. We're not talking about the real advanced stuff that you'll learn at OTG. But like base level CQB is a battle drill in the army mm-hmm. and they're all – it's all part of small unit tactics maneuver moving in a group of people and doing things to me is small unit tactics. So CQB falls into that regardless. Yep. But Blake, Blake described it. He's like, they're, they're all important. I'm pretty it's sure just, Blake actually made that comment when he was on the pod talking about yeah. small, the small unit tactics class when he started it several months back. Oh, cool. So yeah, that just backed me up and I, yeah, I didn't even didn't know. The yeah, there you cool. go. Um, he backed you up. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah I know. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Blake said when you see he called it the the tactical ballet or like a lethal ballet of dudes just knowing their piece and mm-hmm. making it all happen as one cohesive unit. He's like it's it's my favorite thing. It just it just makes me so happy. And then uh that's when Alex chimed in. He's like, "Yeah, it's better than CQB." Wise. <laughs> They're both great. No, no, it's it's all good information to have. You, you have to get to the building, and then when you get to the building, you, you have, have to know like, what to do inside the building. Exactly. Everybody else needs to chill the hell out. He could maybe be good at shooting. For, be for safe. The, louder for the Instagram. Be good at shooting. Be good. Be safe. And then, I think it's all important. Obviously, marksmanship is has to be a real like it's omnipresent. There's plenty regardless of, of what guys can doing. make the time to go to the range alone and get really good at shooting. So mm-hmm. if you're spending all your money on doing these maneuver and tactics classes, I love them, but it's, it's on you to still be, have good marksmanship. You got to be able to hit your target, especially as a civilian when there's a lawsuit that's going to follow right after a heightened, uh, heightened level of uh, so accountability. It was the, it was the maneuvering. And then we also went over ambushes and then I actually, I actually looked, told Alex, I was like, this is so motivating watching you guys teach civilians how to conduct ambushes like that's so awesome to me um so they had hasty ambushes uh setting in with three squads yeah <clears throat> um it's pretty awesome stuff yeah the 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 assault the support um yeah just all the, the whole dance of small unit ambush i totally butchered that because there's a third one i can't think of i'm drawing a blank so i'm super embarrassed but yeah man we're even paying attention yeah to i know right god <laughs> but yeah it so we did the whole second day was uh dry runs and then it ended up going long and uh like you said we had to leave early so yeah. unfortunately i didn't get to stay for the actual they did a r- actual mission where they all kitted up and went out into the woods and did a a recon mission basically um so i got to be there for all the dry runs and the training training part and then they all just kind of like stepped off and did it right when we were pulling out we saw them all packing up like getting ready to go out so i was super sad to miss that with john and then of course they took all the cool guy photos out there because it was way cooler seeing guys running around with their camo and their weapons and their packs on so um but you see a lot of you see a lot of like anything one in particular thing in class like 
a lot of dudes rocking m81 or multi-cam it was a there was a lot of m81 to the point where i was almost exhausted of m81 i think i told you when we ended the class i was like i hate m81 now yeah (laughs) you did you walked in the camper you're like i hate m81 now (laughs) because i used to not shut up about it right and then you were like why it's not it's just kind of a it's kind of like the tactical fud pattern i was like no man it's fucking it's super cool uh no i you saw a big mixture. That was something Blake mentioned. He's like, hey, if you're going to be working with a group of guys, it's really important for you guys. I said that in his tone, just as I said it. Yeah, it did sound like you had his like cadence of spoken word and everything. When you guys are out at... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, it's important to, to look professional. And then whatever you guys choose to wear, all try to look relatively the same because you're going to lose people or not be able to identify who's who's your friend or not. Right. Uh, and he pointed at the class. He's like, if we all looked what how we look right now, that would not be good because we had dudes in multicam. I was in full multicam, uh, multicam tropic. One dude was in full, and then there was Flectarn. I was gonna ask any of the there goofy stuff like Ranger Flectarn Green, or, uh, tons of M eighty one or the uh, uh, some of that weird like uh, maybe that's Flectarn. I don't. There's like weird Russian camos guys. Yeah, really there was the A like, O R A O R one. No, no, that's what, the that's not. What's the? I used to know. I know what you're talking about. I don't know the names for it. It's so hard to keep. There was Russian camos, um, which looked really good, but I just don't. I I want to look. It's I'm, I'm a Glock guy. I want to look like everybody else. Use what everybody else uses. Like I just want to fit in. I just want to fit in. I just want to. I don't want to stand out and be weird. Like it's cool that guys want to wear flectarn, but like why? Just be like everybody else. You know what I mean? Um, Which in an actual uh, emergency situation, I think that's pretty important. Unless uh, without you. You looking more like everybody else, and what people would associate as the good guys versus some vigilante wearing all black or yeah some weird obscure camo in an AK that nobody's ever seen before. I think that's important. I, I will say I did not see a single AK. All Thank weekend. God. Thank God. <laughs> there was one guy trying to argue why the AK was better than the AR. I was like, whoa, it is not 2012 anymore. You're probably at the wrong event for that, sir. Must stop in power. Must stop in power. <laughs> I mean, I I did see. Uh, one dude was rocking a it was a bullpup of some variety. He wasn't in the class. He was like observing. Uh, was it um, a Tavor? I think somebody it was had a Tavor. Yeah. Yep. Um, and a bunch of guys were like swarming to it. Getting At least all it was a five five six that took regular magazines. Yes, took straight takes regular P mags. You're halfway right. Yeah, it's close. Um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you guys, at least from a fundamental curriculum standpoint, like it's very similar. You guys had a little bit longer uh, whiteboarding session. You have to. You really because even. Yeah. Um, getting when we finally got out there and started running through what he had been teaching, it was sort of like a hey, remember these this hand signal mm-hmm. is this, and like it wasn't like he was like in the military. Sometimes it's like hey, I already gave a class, fix it, or you're gonna do push-ups. It was not <laughs> like that. Like no. guy, it's almost lazy. Some of the guys that will teach classes in the military, like they'll tell you something once in a three-hour class, and if you forget it when you actually it's come time to try it, you're a piece of shit, and you, why didn't you listen? because they Start don't have the, the mental energy to tell you again it's it's lazy yeah um guys paid to be there blake really cared and he did a great job it, it was really motivating to me to see uh how he did everything yeah I, I think the whole event it's inspiring to know that there's that many people well, i mean we know they're out there right but like just being able to physically see it with your own two eyes and experience it it's like it is it, it's like it's an it's a motivating experience yeah uh, to be surrounded by people at, and at like various skill levels too. And also just like, and I, I look at it this way because I spend obviously a lot of time on like the internet, social media with the pod and everything. 
So you see so much infighting in the community. But then to go to an event like that and be surrounded by guys who are just completely chill, uh, there to have a good time, there to learn, there to support. It's crazy when you see each other face-to-face, isn't it? Because I'm yeah. sure there were people at that event that would probably argue with somebody else at that event about something on, uh, on oh, the yeah. internet. Oh, yeah. I've done it with Dylan before. Yeah. It's, it, but it's, it's all over. It's, it's piddly stuff. It's the internet. It basically just exists for us to, uh, to fight. But uh, it was, you know, our class was, yeah, we only spent like an hour on whiteboard stuff. We spent a lot of time going over the fundamentals. Yep. Uh, and I, I and we can only obviously speak to our two courses, but it sounded like what Steve did with his that was very much the tone. You know, these were all introductory level courses, given that they were short, like a day and a half. I, I want to do what Steve did next year. The it's vehicle just try to, Well, just try to take as many classes as I possibly can. Yeah. And meet as many people as I can. Yeah, and that's or and meet as many instructors too. I mean, you make yeah, connections everybody. with these people, and um, like a great example is now Orion's coming to Michigan. Yep. which we were working on for this year. But at any rate, it's actually there. It's happening. People are already signing up. Like, cool. That's to me, that's been a goal is to like bring better training opportunities to Michigan. Cause that's that, like, and we went, right. We went to Pennsylvania. Yeah. We drove out there. We did it. One of the things that I will be honest, it fucking infuriated me to no end. So when I was trying, I would post videos of me working on stepping through doorways and just trying to learn stuff. And I'd be talking to, talking to like Jared or Jason, any of the Orion guys or some of the guys from Core Vision or Nine Banger, any of these dudes, getting information, getting points, getting tips. And you have these people that would just drop in the comments and go, well, why don't you just go take a class? Like, because I don't have the $800 for the class plus $200 of travel plus four, $400, $500 for lodging. Plus it's a big deal. It's it, it can, it gets, and, and I want to bring it back to my community. Like that was our yeah. overarching idea. when we did this is like, we'll all spread out. We'll all take different classes. And then when we get to come back together, we'll be able to share this information yeah. with each other. So you guys will be able to share with the rest of us, yeah. the small unit stuff. That's, I mean, we've, we've done some as a group, yeah. but now you'll have even more yep. and a different way to, that maybe we, we decide that's the way we want to take it, right? The CQB stuff, like what I learned was a lot of it, it was actually in line with what you guys uh, had taught, but there were things that were different. And you don't yeah. even learn, it's not so much just learning a different way, it's the understanding the context, well, not even so much context, but like, I'll say rationale. Hey, this is why we think this this works better for this environment. You know what I mean? That kind of stuff. It's a good opportunity for more information to come back to the group to do better things. Uh, and then we all learn together. We all get to pull something out of this, whether we took the vehicle class or the stop the bleed or not. Um, well, that was really jealous of the vehicle class. I heard it was pretty, yeah. Like I want to shoot out a windshield. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> wants to do it. Regardless I shoot of the a pillar, how, what you think of quote vehicle CQB classes, you're lying if you, you actually never wanted um, to shoot out of a windshield. You actually can't call it that. That's actually a copyrighted for a uh, term. So is, is it? Yeah. Centrifuge actually did. Am copyright that i was told i don't know i haven't like checked on the validity of that but i i believe it was uh uh, copyrighted Um, and they do a good job with that stuff no knocks on centrifuge but yeah the the one of the biggest takeaways from the whole trip was it made me want to take more local classes yeah because the like we said the networking is great but the networking that we had in pennsylvania was from dudes that were all over the country Mm -hmm. which uh, any class that you're going to everybody you take that class with is going to be like-minded to a good extent part, with yeah. you. Yep. And they're obviously going to be local to you if it's a local class. So 
um, that got me excited. My, my local range puts on classes all the time. Um, I definitely want to make an effort next year to do more. I wouldn't mind making another trick trip out to Ben Franklin for, um, a barrel and hatchet class. I would like to take their night vision class that's happening in October, but it's just not in the cards for the trip Dude, that we just did. That, I, that range, it's a fantastic that range. facility. Like I know we talked about <laughs> the, the pooping situation not being <laughs> ideal and stuff, but like, I don't care about the poor yeah. shitters. <laughs> okay. I, I, I spent the time talking about it. I fine, fine. You want to leave me hanging out to dry. Um, the turf but, range, come on. Yeah, uh, with backstops and uh, and berms to separate. So you had you could they did hold two yeah. separate classes out, and they just they like took turf from a high school. And they have all in, the acreage, you know. Um, they had the gravel pit, yep. which is where Chance did the night vision demo. But they did the vehicles class down there. They had that uh, no known distance range or whatever yep. for the the long range dudes who were just laying around on their bellies all day, fucking playing with bolt guns. They quite literally have it all. They have a shoot house. They host yeah. uh, off-road events for Jeeps and stuff when yeah. they're not doing shooting stuff there. They have the the clubhouse. They do the indoor, like they did their medical class up there, the, the surveillance stuff, indoor, yeah. indoor classrooms. They, they do it all. It's a, I think it's it, – we're already seeing it kind of become one of the, the, the names in the in the industry online. You see Ben Franklin see it, range yeah, quite a bit a now, more. just in the last few months. Um it's it's pretty cool to see, and I in a car six hours that's not bad for for an no. I mean, you could probably make it better than that too if you were really yeah. Uh, if you're if you're really working at it, I'm sure you probably make it in closer to four and a half. <laughs> uh, which I mean, not that I'm condoning uh, breaking any yeah. interstate speed laws, but so I'm just saying um, it's a possibility. What's the what's the range that we have that everybody talks about uh, a few hours away from us? It's like uh, MCT. Yeah. Or MTC. MTC. MT, yeah, I think it's Midwest Mich- Training Mich- Center. Midwest Training Center. Something like that. Michigan. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's Marksmanship one, Training Center. Yeah, I think it's uh, I think it's with like an hour away from Traverse City, like northern Michigan. Yeah, somewhere. it's it's about three hours, at least for me. Um, and because we're thinking about how great it is to be able to go to Pennsylvania, it, it makes me want to invest more into at least the statewide community. Because yeah. I know a lot of guys travel from all over Michigan to go there. Um, and they put on what looks like some pretty high-quality classes up there. So I would like to take classes up there, too. Um, in the future, I know they put on, you can rent panos and take their night vision class. So, yeah, that, so that many- <laughs> and because you brought that up, the, one of the other cool things we got to do, and I, I mentioned it a couple times already, was the, the night vision de- uh, demo that, oh, yeah, that chance that was on. huge. I just remember like how cool it was walking up there and John, who was with us goes, Hey, can I, can I look through these, I think they were DTNVSs. I have no idea. Yeah. And Chance was so cool. He's like, yeah, man, uh, what kind of mount you got? And he's like, oh, just a rhino mount. Like, oh, here, take that off here. Gave him, like, a G24 mount, pop yeah. that on, put this on, look through it. So guys who had no night vision or had single tubes, wanted to look through duels, like, could play with everything that was there and experience. Yeah. Like, here's some aviation-grade Ridiculous L3. specs I put on for about 15 minutes, and I didn't want to take them off. I put my green PVS-14 back on. I was like, <gasps> Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> but for me, the coolest part, honestly, was when he walked through all the different lasers. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Like being able to just see... about every big name laser in the industry yeah. and some of the civilian class stuff and was able to compare what it actually looks like. Well, because I feel like it's really easy to sit there and go, you know, my laser's okay. Why do I need full power? You know, like why do I want to spend money on a used full power, salty, you know, PEC 15 or whatever? And it's like, okay, well, here's why. And you see the demo and you yeah. see... How incredibly different the PEC 15 is from the at pile C. Uh, or, right. actually, I thought probably one of the coolest takeaways was the, the civilian mall 
versus the non-civilian mall and yep. how the performance is essentially the exact same. Yep. And like, hey, I just saved you $2,500. You're yep. welcome. Like, oh, sick. The Raid. Is the, the Raid, raid was, was The Raid good. XE. The Raid was good. When he tightened that Illuminator down, I'm not kidding. I measured it on my Onyx Maps app. It beamed a tight beam for a 1,000 yards over to the clubhouse. Like, yeah, that thing was crazy. Uh, and they busted out some like old school EOTech one too that was really powerful. Oh, okay. Uh, and that was when he's like, nobody, no one will get this anywhere so near. More like high. the big long ones. Uh, I I couldn't even see. It was yeah, so dark I didn't out. See it. But, but the the demo was sick. I know a lot of guys there who are like Wyatt, one of the guys we met there, who's yep. super cool dude. He was hanging out with us, and I remember he walked off and he goes. <laughs> He said something along the lines of, like, I'm the brokest motherfucker here. What do you got that's cheap? <laughs> and, uh, and I even I remember he saw some of the stuff, and then he heard, like, some of the pricing. I think he was surprised at, like, how, I mean, relatively, right? A lot of guys are surprised. It, it is yeah. to get into the night vision game. Like, yeah. I think a lot of guys go only off of what they find off of certain websites. Well, they hear about it, too, and they're like, yeah, oh, it's just not something I'm ever going to be able to get without even looking. Without even exploring options yeah. or, like talking to people or making connections like making friends with night vision who will inevitably move on to nicer night vision is a great way to get into your first unit um or making friends in the industry i know i'm not going to say anything here but i know chance threw around some like hey if you're an attendee here there's special discounts that you were you know uh able to get into and stuff like that because it, it, it is something that i think that a lot of us want we want people to I mean, you, you said earlier, it was the coolest thing ever, just walking around the night shoot, um, which they had a low light slash white light, and they had a night vision night shooting contest. But it was yeah. so cool just walking around. Guys got PBS-14s, you got dual tubes, walking around just like it's normal socializing, cigar. but under night vision, yeah. which to normal people would seem like the nerdiest shit. Because it, it is. It, well, yeah, <laughs> but I, wanna, I, wanna, I refuse to acknowledge that. I think I thought it was great. I was walking around, uh, you know, having a cigar. We had just had probably the world's thickest steak for dinner, which yep. was also amazing. Shout out to Steve, by the way. Like, I just want to mention that. Like, that we, man we had can that grill up some food, dude. Dude, that leg of lamb he marinated. He did like what his shawarma, shawarma marinated leg of lamb. They grilled that his first night. Garlic. Oh, the garlic, garlic sauce, stuff, dude! Yeah. You went ham on that garlic sauce. Uh, yeah. That was, that was good. I was yes. the only thing bad about it was like you only brought one package in non. How are we supposed to eat all this now? <laughs> that stuff was that was good, and we had good snacks. Like I'll pat myself on the back. I did go with the snacks. Those cookies, those cookies were tip top. Yeah. Um, but it was so it was a pretty good. It was a good experience. the The RV continued to be a problem. We made it work. We did. We learned our lesson. It wasn't the end of the world. We lived a little more comfortable while we were out there than everybody else. I think um, the I think the smart play next year, and I've already I think I sent you guys messages. I've already started looking into like Airbnbs yeah. within twenty five minutes, where it's like this sleeps six dudes. We could probably get ten dudes here with yeah. air mattresses and couch and stuff, like because yeah. we don't spend a lot of time there anyway. And because there's, and I don't know how realistic this is, because uh, the the survey came out for everybody, and it sounds like they may try to do something on Friday night next year. So hey, get here earlier Friday. We'll do like. I don't know. My idea was like a like an expo. So any of the instructors can set up tents with information about themselves. You can have companies come out and promote their products. That's and what stuff. they're doing soon with 412 Range Day. At ben is Flake. it really Ben Flake, Ben Franklin Range is hosting 412 Range Day? I just met a couple of dudes uh, that work at Noise Fighters that are going to be out there 
it's oh. it's soon. Cool. Um, there's a few big companies. If you look it up on Instagram, they have a page like HTA. It's just four twelve range day. I don't know when it is. It might be this coming weekend or something like that. It's, it's soon. I they just my buddies just posted about it that they're they're going to be out there. But if we could do it's like a, a single day event, and it's just a bunch of companies, and they're going to be yeah, hosting I mean, if, shoots if, and if we stuff did an like Airbnb, that. especially with the the connections we made with guys out there who oh, yeah. are. I, where did Wyatt come from? Like North Carolina? He was North, I think, North or South. I think he was North Carolina. Yeah, and then... I could be um, one of the Carolinas. I but. made connections with a couple guys from Illinois. I know there's obviously people from Michigan that, that made the trip out and yeah. everything. Like, cool, hey, let's... You guys want to... Or even if Josh uh, drives out, you know, and like, hey, you want to do it split an Airbnb? Like, it would... I mean, I just... The ability to take a hot shower would have done so much for me. That well, and Wi-Fi. I will say the Wi-Fi. The Sucking dirty civilian, Wi-Fi was a game changer. Dirty civilian air sale, uh, the airsoft milsim video that they did a while ago when yeah. they first started up. They talked about Airbnbs can be a place where you guys can continue to train as a group, which I think would be, it's pretty funny. Like really? you can throw your knots do you, on. Do you, and, do you really think it would be a good opportunity to train, or would we spend three and a half hours like going around fingering each other's guns and gear, trying to like, ooh, ooh, Daniel Defense. Let me see that. Oh, is that an LMT? Ooh. Also that. But you know, <laughs> mostly that there's Mo- plenty of that going around throughout the day, but that's true too. You have the space that you're renting. That's none of you are familiar with. Like we could do dry runs around your basement, but eventually we're all going to get used to your basement. So you're renting a new space that you, true. none of you guys have been to that you can uh, do dry runs and walk around in nods, stack up all that stuff. So no, that can be, that's, there's, a, that's there's a good value point. in it. You can even make training out of the trip. There is something they talked about. Like if you're going to be convoying or planning a route, oh, comms training and keep stuff. on comms and makes you don't have to be super gung ho and cringe about it for the six hours you're driving. But just some coordination and staying together is good training. Super gung ho and cringe. You know, just like you don't have to be super yeah, hardcore yeah. the whole time. Yeah, make it fun. Um, Honestly, I thought, and I called it on the way there. I was like, "Watch, we're having so much fun on the way here. On the way back, ain't nobody be talking. Nobody was talking. Everyone's miserable <laughs> as shit. We're being exhausted. So and that was exactly like you. You were in you were in a bad way. I don't know how long I fell asleep for. You slept for probably a good two and a half, three hours. Yeah. You you passed out. I woke up and I was like, "Oh, Ohio's gone." Yep, for just about like no, no. The rest of the trip wasn't that long after I woke up. Uh, yeah, because we stopped. For whatever reason, it was a it was a ways into Ohio before we stopped for food. We couldn't find like a, a service center. Yeah, I know we almost t boned a guy who decided to make a U turn in the middle of the oh, yeah. interstate. Yeah, that, that was, was fun. That was pretty interesting. I think he fell asleep right after that. Yep, <laughs> uh, that was coming. Like we didn't die. All right, let's go. Yep, I think that was coming out of coming out of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Then we stopped for food. I know you guys were all real amazed with the uh, travel centers in Ohio. They're and how pretty nice wonderful. They were. It was great. Yeah, they're pretty good. That's I was like, that's where we're stopping. You're like, oh, we could stop for something in Pennsylvania. No, we need to stop here. You guys will see. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, for you guys, you know, if you're, we get the question all the time about building a network and building a community and building a training group. Once you get to that point, what's the next step? Stuff like that. And you guys, you, you brought up Dirty Civilian, and that's a reference point for so many people in this discussion. Literally I think how we met. A trip like this has to be part of what you guys do. It, it has to. It, I mean, okay, it doesn't have to. But I honestly feel like we as a group are closer now. Uh, we spent, I, what, I had never met John before. Yep. And now, like, okay, cool. I'm good with John. Like, when are we training? When are you coming out? Like, he was kind yep. of like a, was like, a, like a soft intro for him to everything that was going on. Like, great time. Uh, obviously, we're still talking about it, about, mm, I don't know, three weeks after it's been done. We'll probably still be talking about it, the good and the bad for 
a while yet to come. Yep. And we made some really good connections. We learned a shitload. I mean, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I did a 21 cla- a 21 page class write up. <laughs> it was rather good. Um, and and that's mostly because I planned. I took the next day off, and I was like, I'm gonna forget all of this shit if I don't start writing it down. Um, I think I'm on like version seven now. So you I were told it was so thorough, it was borderline plagiarism. Joe had yeah, Joe had some really glowing <laughs> so things to you say. Can't, you, none of you guys can have it because that would probably uh, be illegal. But yeah, no, I'm not sending that out. But but we have it for our group. I'd be that's, happy. That's why we wanted to divide up the classes. Yeah, I would have loved to run a CQB class with you, but I felt it important to mix it up for all of us to do something. I'll do something different that we can each bring back to our group. Hundred percent. So yeah, and that's I. I felt like. Because I think you pointed that out. I was like, we're, I, I thought someone else would have signed up with it, for it with me. And you said, well, if we each do something different, we all bring something different back. Yep. I was like, well, that's pretty fucking smart. You're not as dumb as you look, Josh. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so uh, it was a great time. I, the RV sucked balls. But, you know, what are you going to fucking do? Uh, I mean, it's just a learning experience. Next time, <laughs> we'll just go out. Man, is it? Is it weird to say that I w- I'm actually both excited and terrified for the shenanigans that might ensue if we take when we all take separate vehicles? Uh, get your oil changes. <laughs> get your oil, but changes. I think it'll be a lot better. <laughs> you know, it'll be a lot better. Whether we camp there, Airbnb, hotel it, I don't want to really do a hotel. Absolutely not. I'd rather so camp. much headache. The Airbnb is about the only other thing. Yeah, I think that that's I would rather just point. camp at that point. Yeah. So, um, or or. I don't. I don't want to say this out loud because I feel like Airbnb. Airbnb people get upset, but like, get an Airbnb and then invite your bros to camp in the yard, so you still might have like, <laughs> hey, I'll pay a smaller portion of the overall cost. Just let me use your shitter and shower, and we good. Yeah. And like, there you go. That there's an option. Maybe do something like that. I don't know. Uh, but uh, hopefully, you know, I, I don't even want to say hopefully. I'm pretty sure we're planning on going back next year. Yeah. Um, 100%. And the cool thing is they don't do the same classes every year. It kind of depends on when the instructors are available. I've I've heard whisperings from somebody that there might be like a night vision CQB course offered in the evening rather than a uh, like shooting competition or night vision demo mm-hmm. or maybe in addition to a demo there's something like that which would be amazing. Um, their shoot house is actually under a giant pavilion roof, so they have lights. They can turn the lights on and run classes at night or shut everything off and run it in the dark. Uh, the shoot house is cool. It was my first time in one. That upstairs, downstairs, different. Yeah. Um, like widths of hallways and stuff. So you could simulate kind of like a more commercial feel versus yep. a more residential feel. Um, I've only ever done live fire shoot houses, which have catwalks, which means you can't have an upper story. Up. So the fact that you guys got those, got to train in an upper, like with stairs and upper stories, a whole top yep. floor is really cool. Yep. Um, and we went through all that stuff. Like, Hey, muzzle up versus muzzle down. We didn't really get into flagging people upstairs so much. Um, as much as we talked, like, that might be like a more of like a day two, day three type consideration yeah. when you're getting into big picture planning. But it was mostly just, hey, be safe. Yeah. Don't muzzle the guy in front of you in the stack. I did have one muzzling instance. I am ashamed. And everybody does it once. Yep. Hopefully, never again. Oh, I felt like such them. an asshole for like 25 minutes. That's all I thought about was how fuck how I fucked up. But I saw a kid damn near get his chest caved in for flagging somebody one time. Spartan kick. Yeah, he just got Spartan kicked by his team leader. Or it might have been this, it was a squad leader, I think. It's a pretty, uh, it's a pretty uh, like no pressure. Just imagine like your life is in your squad leader's hands, and he's just watching with his arms crossed as the team leader is running through the stack, like Ooh. just waiting for something to give him. <laughs> just a reason. waiting, yeah. No pressure, right? Yeah, not at all. 
yeah. um but yeah I, it was a cool trip uh i think i think you know if anybody is in any of the surrounding states really it's probably worth it to l- at least look into the feasibility making the trip out or yeah. um maybe they'll they'll put together like a facebook group or a discord maybe a discord or something where people can start to kind of make connections and like hey can we caravan out together can we stay together? I mean, <laughs> any of those those things. There's a possibility of turning into a cesspool really quick, but I, I, hear, yes. I hear what you're saying. That would have to be one of those things that they open up like three months in advance of the event and then shut down like two months after. Yeah. So it's not like, hey, it's uh, what? I don't know. I feel like they did a great job with how it was laid out. I just wish there was an actual website to go through and do everything. Yeah. I, I thought the coordination of like the advertising was great. And then showing all the classes, we each had a plan of what we wanted to do, and then we just coordinated. Each group coordinated with each group, you know. Yeah, um, but no, and I and and I will say that's not to like that's not a knock. That's no, just, I, I that's, think it, I think it was good. And then there's yeah, and, there's and understanding it was like two, maybe three guys that put this whole thing yeah. together, coordinated the event, um, forked out the money as like the deposits that were required for a lot of the stuff that was going on there and everything. So like. I, we're not we're not knocking it at all. It's no. just this is an event that this is only the fourth year if they've done it. It's the first year at Ben Franklin and it has grown exponentially. Um, if you guys if you guys scroll back, I actually interviewed Dylan after the event last year um, when they were doing the range day to support the Green Beret Foundation, and he they were at max capacity at that range. They yeah. had to move to a bigger location. They are outgrowing it. Uh, and if you think about that, going I mean that that's a pretty cool thing. That's a pretty cool problem to have. Uh, but just logistically, unless you've had someone who's planned that, organized that, like there's there's an awful lot. It's it's always easy for guys like me to sit here and go, well, you should do this. And they probably will for next year. But, you know, you, you live and you learn. And I have no doubt that they'll address a lot of that. And, you know, I hope for their sakes they, you know, because I know Dylan's personal life took a bit of a hit uh, when he was focusing on all this. Bring in a couple more guys where you can to help with some of the small things. and. Yep. You know, it's a it was a good it's a good effort and it's for a good cause. So, um, but yeah, uh, like I like I said, I've already got I've gone through the OTG stuff. I'm sure I'll continue to reference it down the road here and and all that good jazz. But wanted to hear what what Josh went through with class. I know a lot of you guys are very much interested in small unit tactics. Uh, would you? It sounds like glowing recommendation for for Blake and Alex. Yeah. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. Uh, the three day class would give you much more time to actually get out there and. Do digest. all the cool stuff that you see. Yeah. Um, the the classroom time is mandatory. Take notes and uh, just take all the information will, you can. As a closing thought here, I will say, oh, I guess I'll ask you, how many people in your class like took like notes on a notepad? Just about everybody. See, no, I was the only one in my class that took notes. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> why. I, maybe because there was more PowerPoint. Guys just are used to taking notes. Maybe. Well, because at CQB, guys don't feel the need to... I mean, CQB guys. I don't just say like the style, a lot of what, what you're you, doing in the class. What are, you, what are you trying to say, Josh? I'm saying that you're when you're like, we're dumber than you. No, I'm saying that when you're, they're explaining stuff to you and you're actually writing it down. Yeah. A lot of guys might just because it's happening in front of them and it's not words to copy from a PowerPoint. Maybe, right. maybe not wanted to take notes, but yeah, I would definitely recommend it. I'd like nine pages of notes. I was, yeah. I, at first I felt a little bit weird, but none of the instructors said anything. So I was like, I'm going to roll with this because yeah. I'm, you know, a I'm paying money to be here, but b I don't want to forget this. So, yeah. for anybody listening, it is totally fine. Take notes in class if you're wearing a chest carrier in your rifle class or your seat, whatever. Like, have a pen, have a notepad, take some notes. There's you should no have a notepad in your kit, anyways. You should. Right in the rain is the way. But 
cool uh i hope you guys dug this man like it's it's fun we we enjoy talking about this uh it was a good time and we're obviously <laughs> we're already talking about next year and, and and stuff like that so uh thanks for checking this out i highly recommend it if you guys want to check out you can or check out the the event uh it's hta underscore range underscore day on instagram you can reach out to dylan if you have questions for next year or ideas or anything i'm sure he'd love to to you know hear anybody's got more interest and things like that so uh thanks for hanging out thanks for checking out this week's episode we'll have more for you guys next week uh and actually i mean next week's the big uh big 200 yeah so that's gonna be a that's a pretty big milestone for us congrats man it's a big deal thank you Thank you. Uh, and thank you all for, for hanging with us this far through things. I did not think it was going to get to this point, but I'm not going to cry. So <clears throat> until next time, everybody, you get out there, hit the range, train with your bros. And like we always say here, work hard, train smarter, and be prepared. <laughs>